0: This bulletin, Yes Campaign for Indigenous Voice to Parliament officially launched. Australia pledges aid package for Ukraine on the first anniversary of Russia's invasion. And in cricket, Australia defeats India to reach the Women's T20 World Cup final. official yes campaign on an indigenous voice to parliament has been launched in adelaide hundreds of supporters have gathered at the tandanya national aboriginal cultural institute for the launch which they hope will appeal to voters sense of national pride more than 50 percent of voters nationally must vote in favor in order for the referendum to succeed plus a majority of voters in a majority of states campaign director Dean Parkin has told NITV he's trying to shut out political noise as the yes campaign begins in earnest getting people to focus we understand that that some people are still got some uh, not necessarily exactly sure on what to say and how to say it in the communities what we've been saying over the last couple of days is just get out there and start Just start the conversation, bring people in and make it easy for people to be part of the conversation. It's really about saying this is not overcomplicated, it's actually a very simple process. The campaign for a no vote has already been launched with support from Christian groups and conservative MPs such as Warren Mundine. In the meantime, South Australia's Upper House has made history by passing legislation to establish an Indigenous voice to the state's parliament. The bill now goes to the lower house for approval and if passed it would make South Australia the first state in the country to establish an indigenous voice. Representatives from regions across the state will be directly elected to provide the local advice with two members of each group to then form a statewide voice group that will address either house of parliament on particular legislation of interest to First Nations peoples. Premier Peter Malinoskas has told Seven News its a significant step forward giving you know an aboriginal voice the ability to speak on the floor of the parliament doesn't mean they have a vote doesn't mean they overrule the will of the parliament it doesn't diminish anyone else's say but it does give them the ability to be heard on issues that affect them the federal government is pledging $33 million in military assistance for Ukraine on the first anniversary of Russia's invasion. The package including includes the sending of surveillance drones with Australia also to expand its sanctions regime targeting Russia-linked individuals and entities. Sanctions have hit more than 1,000 people and entities. Prime Minister Antony Albanese says there's no doubt of war crimes committed in Ukraine. He paid tribute to the resilience, courage and determination of the people of Ukraine. It is one year uh, since this illegal invasion. We again say to President Putin, stop this war now. Withdraw your forces now. This is an unprovoked attack. No one is threatening Russia. No one is threatening Russia's sovereignty. There is no need for you to continue this war. The federal government has set its sights on expanding Australia's higher education sector overseas. Education Minister Jason Clare is to travel to India next week alongside 11 vice chancellors from Australian universities to sign a mutual recognition agreement that will offer greater recognition of degrees from both countries. But Mr Clare says there's also opportunities for Australian universities to open up facilities on the subcontinent after India relaxed legislation around foreign entities opening offshore campuses. He has told Sky News it's a positive outcome for a sector hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. There's Australian universities in India at the moment that run courses embedded in Indian universities. Deakin and Monash and La Trobe are examples of that. This is about the potential to open campuses. So going from, from running courses through opening campuses, and the Indian government has an education plan where they want half of all young Indians to either go to vocational education or higher education by 2035. China's trade sanctions on Australia could be lifted within weeks following a high-level departmental meeting between officials in Canberra and Beijing. Australian government sources have told SBS News, Trade Minister Senator Don Farrell could be on a plane to Beijing within weeks after the productive discussions on Thursday. The government anticipates such a visit would be timed to take place alongside an announcement on the future of the $20 billion trade sanctions. Australia says it will not be raising human rights concerns over West Papua to the Indonesian government as the foreign minister continues her tour over the Pacific. Aid groups and international organisations, such as the United Nations, have repeatedly spoken of human rights abuses in Indonesia's Papua province. The UN reported last year they had received allegations of several instances of extrajudicial killings, enforced disappearances, torture, and the forced displacement of at least 5,000 indigenous Papuans by security forces. But Foreign Minister Senator Penny Wong says Australia is not getting involved in Indonesia's affairs. Australia. Under successive governments, has made its position clear. You know, we, we recognise Indonesian sovereignty in relation to, to Papua, uh, and that's a position that reflects uh, a bipartisan position and a position that reflects uh, our undertakings and commitments under the Lombok Treaty, and we remain committed to that. The Australian Security Intelligence Organisation ASIO has revealed a hive of foreign spies operating in operating in Australia in the past year, was reportedly linked to Russia. Nine newspapers on Friday cited unnamed sources as saying the spies posed as diplomats and had been operating for more than 18 months in multiple locations, including the Russian embassy in Canberra. They were reportedly trying to recruit Australians with access to classified information and steal data. In his annual threat assessment delivered earlier this week, your Chief Mike Burgess said intelligence officers uncovered a group of spies and had them removed from the country. Director General Burgess said the hive was working undercover and some of the spies had been put in place years earlier. Urgent mediation talks are underway after the deaths of 11 Palestinians in a shooting on the West Bank. Officials from Egypt with the United Nations Middle East envoy, Tor Wensland, has arrived in Gaza to meet Hamas leaders following the deaths, which Palestinians say were the result of an Israeli raid. Israel says they were cut because soldiers were fired upon when they came to detain militants suspected of planning imminent attacks. The mediators fear tensions could escalate even further, with six rockets having been fired from Gaza in the hours after the incident, and Israel responding with airstrikes. State Department spokesperson Ned Price says the United States shares their concerns. We had productive conversations in recent days with the parties and U.S. regional partners in support of efforts to prevent further violence. We are deeply concerned that the impact of today's raid could set back efforts aimed at restoring calm for both Israelis and Palestinians. And back home, a new report has revealed the number of older renters in Queensland has surged over the past 10 years amid ongoing housing affordability concerns. The Housing for the Aged Action Group says the number of people older than 55 living in private rentals in the state has gone up by 71% in the last decade, pushing Queensland past the national average. The figures come from a new analysis of the 2021 census data conducted by a team of university researchers. The group's executive officer, Fiona York, says the numbers speak to the size of the challenge facing Queensland as its population continues to age and the housing crisis shows no signs of abating. A minor flood. A minor flood warning has been issued for Catherine and other parts of the Northern Territory as heavier than usual rainfall continues in the top end. Rainfall totals of at least 75 millimeters have already been recorded across the Catherine River catchment in the last 48 hours, while 140 millimeters, milliliters have fallen in Timber Creek. The Bureau of Meteorology says more showers and storms are possible over the next few days. And in sport, Australia has triumphed over India to reach their seventh straight women's T20 World Cup final. The nail-biting match left Australia ahead by just five runs in their final four encounter in Cape Town with 172-4 to to 167 for eight. The champion Sorry, The champions held their nerve against an impressive batting display from India with fine bowling in the final two overs from Jess Jonathan and Ashley Gardner who secured two wickets helping to keep the opposition team at bay. Captain Meg Lanning spoke after the match. That's one of the best wins I've been involved in to to fight back from uh, the position that we were in and probably not play our best game um, in all three facets was great fighting spirit from the girls, couldn't be more proud of them. This takes the Australians to Sunday's final match against either England or South Africa. And now having a look at the weather around the country. Broome mostly cloudy, thirty. Perth sunny, thirty degrees as well. Adelaide partly cloudy, forty. Melbourne mostly sunny, thirty-three. Hobart also mostly sunny, thirty-one. Albury-Wodonga sunny, twenty-nine. Canberra partly cloudy, twenty-six. Wollongong also partly cloudy, twenty-three. Sydney similar conditions, twenty-five. Newcastle much the same, twenty-six. Brisbane showers, twenty-seven. Townsville mostly cloudy, twenty-nine. Cairns a shower, two thirty-one. Degrees. Alice Springs sunny, thirty-six. Darwin showers and a possible storm at the top of thirty. And the Western Islands a mostly cloudy day ahead at the top of twenty-eight degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.